This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Friday, March 6th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. As most in the government have been saying, it wasn't a question of if, it was a question of when, and that when came to Maryland yesterday afternoon. Early last night, Governor Hogan announced that three people have been tested positive for the COVID-19 or coronavirus here in Maryland. In a statement, he said the state's public health laboratory in Baltimore has confirmed the first three positive cases of novel coronavirus in Maryland. The patients who contracted the virus while traveling overseas are in good condition. We have been actively preparing for this situation over the last several weeks across all levels of government. I encourage all Marylanders not to panic, but to take this seriously and to stay informed as we continue to provide updates. Now, the governor held a press conference at 8 o'clock last night, and he did disclose that the three people, one was a married couple in their 70s, and another one was a single person in their 50s. All three of them are from Montgomery County. All three of them are self-quarantined in their home, and all three had contacted this through overseas travel. State authorities are in close contact with Montgomery County authorities, as well as federal authorities, to monitor this situation. Now, we will have Governor Hogan's full comments, as well as Fran Phillips, who's the Deputy Director for Health, the state of Maryland, at the very end of this podcast. So if you want to hear everything that the governor said last night, we will tag that on to the very end. As part of his efforts to combat fraud, Comptroller Peter Franchot announced that he had stopped processing electronic tax returns from 21 different tax preparers across Maryland. This was all due to a large volume of questionable returns that he received, and in a statement he said, by stopping these deceptive preparers and their unethical behavior, we protect hardworking taxpayers and save the state millions of dollars in unwarranted refunds. Our questionable returns detection team is the best in the business at ensuring fraudulent filings are not processed. This benefits honest tax taxpayers, and safeguards the state's coffers. Now, locally, Urban Family Tax at 336 West Riverview Road in Brooklyn Park was suspended. Affordable Financial Services at 265 Carvel Road in Pasadena was suspended. And just over the border, Prestige Tax Office at 3447 Spellman Road in Brooklyn was also suspended. If you want to see the other ones, you can check out ionanapolis.net. We do have that full list on the website. A fun fact, but since taking office since 2007, Comptroller Francho has blocked nearly 120,000 fraudulent returns and denied more than $225 million worth of fraudulent refunds. Speaking of scamming, the Annapolis Police Department is warning people to watch out for a couple scams. One is a phone scam where someone identifying themselves as an out-of-state law enforcement officer calls and tells you that you're facing criminal prosecution and fines and that your Social Security account is going to be frozen. The only way to get out of that is to go purchase gift cards, send photos of the gift cards to the caller, and remain on the phone with him so he can provide you with excuses to the cashier who wonders why you're buying $5,000 worth of gift cards. I'm not sure who would fall for that, who would carry that through, but apparently some people do, so we're going to pass that information on to you. Don't buy gift cards for anybody unless you know them and you're giving them as a gift. Second scam they've heard is when they get an email from a friend. Now, that would be a phished email, letting them know that they have an opportunity to win unclaimed money from the IRS. There's your first clue. The IRS does not give away unclaimed money. The scam continues and says that to win the money, the victim has to send money to the scammer. Well, yeah, you don't have to pay money to win something. 
Ultimately, it evolves into text messaging and more money is requested. Again, just don't do it. And an update on a story that we brought you a couple weeks ago about the possible strike at Safeway. Apparently, the union and Safeway have come to terms and a strike is being averted. After weeks of talks of the strike, Safeway and its workers reached a tentative agreement early yesterday morning. And basically, that is going to be increasing the company pension contributions by $18.6 million a year and $45.9 million in overall wage increase over a four-year contract. That still does need to be ratified, but nobody sees any glitches coming down there. All right, that does it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net for updates on these stories and more as they come in throughout the day. Please give us a recommendation or a review if you are someplace where you can do that and let your friends and family know about us as well. It is Friday, so we do have a list of things you may want to consider doing this weekend. Of course, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. He's standing by in a minute. And you also want to make sure you hang tight for the very end of this podcast where we do tag on Governor Hogan and Deputy Director Phillips' comments about the three coronavirus victims that were announced last night. All that is coming up in just a minute, but first, here's a little something-something from our friends over at Solar Energy Services. Hey, Annapolis, Eastern Shore, and Anne Arundel County. My name's Rick Peters, and I'm the president of Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland. Need a new job in the new year to help take you in a different direction? Maybe you aren't feeling fulfilled in your current job and want to be part of the excitement and growth of the clean energy industry. Consider coming to work for Solar Energy Services and give yourself a new career and fresh start at a company that not only offers competitive pay and benefits, but also cares about our employees as much as we care about our customers. That says a lot because we've been in business for over 40 years and we know how to provide five-star service. Visit solarsaves.net or call 410-923-6090 today. We're hiring immediately for solar installers, drafting specialists, and commercial project managers as we prepare for another great year. Are you up for the challenge? Apply today. Sunshine's a wasting. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, March 6th. Yesterday was another nice weather day across all of Anne Arundel County with temps in the 50s for afternoon highs. But we'll see some changes today as a storm develops off the coast, but it'll be close enough to produce a few showers in the region during the day before skies clear on Saturday with breezy highs near 50 degrees before warm temps and calmer skies provide a great finish to the weekend on Sunday with highs near 60, which will make for ideal conditions for the Annapolis St. Patrick's Day Parade that starts at 1 p.m. So definitely make plans to get out and about this weekend, especially for the parade or a local park or anywhere to take advantage of the great conditions and the return of daylight saving time, which starts at 2 a.m. on Sunday, making sunset officially after 7 p.m., starting Sunday, March 8th. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great weekend out there, and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching the Apple or Google App Stores for DCMDVA Weather, and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. When a ring from the United States Naval Academy comes into Zachary's for a center stone, it always makes us wonder, where's this one going? Where's this one been? A nuclear sub in the North Atlantic? A carrier deck in the South Pacific? The moon? 52 astronauts are Academy graduates. 
from Iwo Jima to Okinawa, Corregidor to the Coral Sea, Midway to the Persian Gulf, Congress to the White House. These rings go where America goes. 73 that went to war were awarded the Medal of Honor. But wherever they go, wherever they may serve, our admiration goes with them. Zachary's. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. More than a jewelry store, a jeweler. Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit iAnnapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. I know your calendar may not say it, but it is St. Patrick's weekend here in Annapolis. Yes, we do things a little bit differently here in Annapolis, and we are doing it a week early. And there's a reason that we do that, because during St. Patrick's Day, all the businesses, they do fine on their own regardless. So we bring it in a week earlier to help our local businesses out, give them a little much-needed boost in the middle of the winter that wasn't, it seems. Remember, Annapolis Restaurant Week is wrapping up this weekend. It goes through this weekend. You've got more than 40 restaurants there, lots of great things to eat. This week, I jumped into McGarvey's, Bin 909, Rodizio, and the Lighthouse Bistro. Looking into tomorrow, from 1 to 6 p.m., it is the 6th annual Annapolis Shamrock Stroll. This is sponsored by Bud and Bud Light. $5 will get you in, get you a little bit of swag, and you can stroll your butt right up Main Street, out West Street, and have a great time with great specials and great food all along the way. Participating bars are going to be Armadillo's, Dock Street, Middleton, McGarvey's, Harvest Wood Grill and Tap, Acme, Ram's Head, Stan and Joe's, and of course, Fado. And tomorrow night, if you'd like to get a little bit of culture, and I do recommend that everybody does that from time to time, the London Town Symphony Orchestra will be playing the St. John's College Key Auditorium at 7.30 tomorrow night. Tickets are only $20, seniors are 15 bucks, and students are free with an ID. And this is a really a special symphony that they've got going on. They're going to feature the winners of their 7th Annual Young Artist Competition. Crystal Wu, Miyabi Henriksen, and Elizabeth Boyson will be joining the orchestra, directed by Anna Binaweg, or I guess conducted by Anna Binaweg. See, I need some culture. And they will have a guest conductor, Joanne Kuleska. Again, gets underway at 7.30. Doors open at 7. $20, great value. And if you've never seen the London Town Symphony Orchestra, again, a hidden gem we have here in Anne Arundel County. But the big event, Sunday, it is the Annapolis St. Patrick's Day Parade, but it's on the 8th, it's not on the 17th. And the reason they do that is because they can get a lot more bands and floats and units to come march in the parade on the 8th than they could on the 17th because they all want to be in D.C. or Baltimore or New York or Philadelphia or Chicago. It is a great parade. They have more than 100 units that get underway at 1 p.m. up at Maryland Hall. It comes out on West Street right there at Fideau. goes down West Street. It goes the wrong way around Church Circle. It goes the wrong way down Main Street. It goes the wrong way around Memorial Circle down at the bottom of Main Street, and it ends up there at City Dock. Now, what happens at City Dock? Well, that would be Shamrock the Dock Festival. That gets underway also at 1 p.m. It goes till 7 p.m. at night. You'll have Dublin 5 playing. You'll have face painting for the kids. You'll have games. You'll have plenty of things to eat and drink. It will be a great festival on Sunday, March 8th, down at City Dock with the second annual Shamrock the Dock. All right, those are our suggestions for the weekend. Take me up on one or two of them or none of them. Whatever you do, please do it safely. We want to see you here on Monday. Other than that, have a great weekend. What are we going to do about mom? 
What kind of care does Dad need? How much will it cost? Who will take care of them? These are the tough questions that come with aging parents. Bay Village Assisted Living and Memory Care can help. We have the experience and the resources to help you find those answers. To help you gain peace of mind, we can answer the when, the where, the how, and everything in between. Give us a call or stop by for confidential, free assistance. We're here for those conversations, and maybe it's time you were too. Bay Village Assisted Living and Memory Care, a new community designed with Annapolis in mind. Visit our sales and information center at 947 Bay Ridge Road or online at bayvillageassistedliving.com. We know these are hard conversations and we're here to help when you need us. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon. Good evening. Uh, Thank you all for being here. Uh, A few hours ago, Maryland's uh, State Public Health Laboratory confirmed the first uh, positive cases of coronavirus in Maryland. Here's what we know right now. Uh, The three patients are residents of Montgomery County. They include a married couple in their 70s and another individual in their 50s. In all three of these cases, the virus was contracted during overseas travel. The Maryland Department of Health has notified all three patients of their test results. They are currently cooperating and they're in good condition. They're in quarantine and a thorough investigation is underway to fully determine any of their potential recent interactions with the public. We have notified uh, Vice President Pence along with the CDC We notified Montgomery County Executive Mark Elric, Montgomery County Department of Health, and the Superintendent of Montgomery County Public Schools, and we notified House Speaker Adrian Jones and Senate President Bill Ferguson. And while this news is serious, um, I want to again remind everyone that this is exactly what our state has been actively and aggressively been preparing for for many weeks now uh, in order to uh, further mobilize all state resources in response to this threat to public health, uh, I have issued a proclamation declaring a state of emergency in Maryland. Uh, With this declaration, I am officially authorizing and directing the Maryland Department of Health and the Emergency Management Agency to ramp up coordination among all state and local agencies and to enable them to fast track coordination with our state and local health departments and emergency management teams. Earlier today, we submitted our supplemental budget 
which included $10 million for emergency coronavirus preparedness expenses. We also submitted emergency legislation to allow us to transfer any necessary resources from the state's rainy day fund for further costs associated with the state's emergency coronavirus response. Given the rapidly evolving nature of this threat to public health, it is critical that we have the flexibility to immediately access these resources. And I want to thank uh, Speaker Jones and President Miller uh, for President Ferguson, I'm sorry for their cooperation, and uh, we're very encouraged that uh, this legislation seems to have strong bipartisan support, and our expectation is that the legislature will move quickly on this emergency legislation and uh, get it back to us uh, so that we can enact it and sign it into law. Um, at my direction, the Maryland Department of Health has worked with the Maryland Institute uh, for Emergency Medical Services Systems to coordinate surge planning. Uh, health is coordinating with nursing homes and assisted living facilities on infection control protocols. The Maryland Emergency Management Agency has elevated the state response activation level and fully activated the State Emergency Operations Center to further support resource requests from around the state. The Maryland Department of Education has issued guidance to local school systems uh, regarding their authority to determine school closures if necessary. The Maryland Higher Education Commission is coordinating with the University System of Maryland and other institutions uh, on coordinating with them on bringing students home from uh, study uh, abroad programs and potentially canceling other travel overseas. And all state agencies have reviewed and updated uh, their uh, continuity of operations plans. Our administration's highest priority is keeping our residents safe. And all of the actions that we're taking will allow all levels of government to better collaborate and to respond to this threat in a coordinated and effective manner. While today's news um, may seem overwhelming, uh, this is not a reason to panic. Uh, Marylanders should go to work or go to school just as they normally do. Uh, at the same time, I want to continue to remind everyone to prepare themselves and to continue to stay informed. Um, as the CDC warned last week, local schools and daycares uh, should be prepared with contingency plans for potential long-term closures. Local communities and cities should be prepared to modify or postpone or cancel mass gatherings, and local businesses should be ready for office closures that require uh, their employees to work from home. And these are the kinds of things that people should continue to plan for. And we will continue to track 
this rapidly evolving situation, and we will be uh, receiving almost constant, up-to-the-minute information. The public should be assured that our state's preparedness builds on decades of planning, experience, and expertise gained from previous and ongoing public health events. And we're very fortunate that Maryland has some of the top health research facilities in the world. And I'm confident in our state's ability to respond effectively uh, to these cases of coronavirus, as well as any uh, future cases, and also to be a national leader in responding to this situation and potentially in developing treatments and perhaps even a vaccine. Uh, we will continue to update our citizens as the situation develops. Um, all of the latest information can be found by visiting health.maryland.gov slash coronavirus. Residents can also dial 211 uh, to connect with a helpline representative to get information and community resources for the coronavirus. Now, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to the Deputy Secretary uh, for Public Health Services, Fran Phillips, who will provide you with some further details. Fran? Thank you, Governor. Uh, and um, just to echo the Governor's remarks, uh, this development today, the uh, confirmation of three positive cases of the coronavirus here in Maryland is not an unexpected event. We have been preparing for this event uh, with many, many partners across the state. Uh, we have been uh, watching very closely, and as it happens, these three individuals had specimens that were run in our lab, and so you know that our Maryland Public Health Lab here in Baltimore was, um, was uh, brought up into operation earlier this week. And so these are individuals that, as the governor said, had an exposure in the course of international travel, returned home to Maryland, and when they were notified that they had a possibility of exposure, they were brought to a hospital. Actually, they brought themselves to a hospital because they are not severely ill. They were not hospitalized. They stayed at home and brought themselves to a hospital in order to be tested, in order to have those specimens collected and sent to the Baltimore lab. The results came out this afternoon, and uh, what is happening right now is a very, very thorough investigation using public health resources in consultation with the federal government, the CDC, with the state of Maryland, as well as with Montgomery County Health Department. And this is very important because we want to understand all of the activity, all of the um, uh, comings and goings of these three individuals who are at home, they have remained at home, and they've been extraordinarily cooperative. We want to understand during the period of time when they returned from travel and when they had symptoms, uh, flu-like symptoms, we want to understand exactly where they went, who they interacted with, in order that we can conduct this investigation. We have tremendous support, as I said, from the CDC as well as from Montgomery County. Uh, a very specialized team of disease investigators are working in Montgomery County with these individuals. And uh, we will expect to have more details um, tomorrow as the investigation progresses. I'm pleased to say that these individuals are uh, very cooperative. They are, uh, their symptoms are abating. Uh, it is a couple, a man and a woman, and another person who is on 
unrelated, so they live in two different households. They are, as I said, cooperative. They are in isolation now. They are not leaving their homes, and we are in uh, very frequent contact with them. Um, I will stop at this point and be happy to answer any questions that you may have.